Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Digging Deep, an OKA11 podcast. My name is MG Govia. I'm the education outreach liaison of OKA11 and the host of today's podcast. We're joined by Cecilia Stewart. She is with um, Enable Midstream. And Cecilia, before we get um, too far into our conversation, let's learn a little bit about yourself. Can you tell me a little bit about you and what you do? Sure. And I'm currently the Senior Damage Prevention Program Manager for Enable. And I've been with the company for 20 years. Uh, We're a a joined company. So I was with the previous uh, company before we became Enable. And about 14 years, I worked in operations in the field. And then I came over to integrity management and worked kind of the risk on the pipeline. Okay. And I did that for about four years. And then I came into this job role for damage prevention, which has a lot to do with the risk on your pipeline. Absolutely. And with your role, I get to work with you quite a bit. Um, I love working with our damage prevention uh, industry, um, whether it's Enable or one of our other member companies as well, because we all have that same purpose. Um, Protect the public, protect uh, our people, and then our assets, of course. So I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, So a couple of topics we're going to be talking about is how to communicate um, throughout the locator process. Our excavators are going to call in those locate requests. Um, we're going to do everything we can to let them know about where the assets are before digging even becomes a thing, before even that number is being called. So in your um, role, what do you do to get the message out before excavators are even in your area? The more of the public awareness side of it, I guess. So a best practice for, for Enable, you know, for our operators, we, we do our own locating instead of uh, using contract locators. That way it gives us a, uh, a better benefit of knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Pipeline, right? So first, you know, guys, they get their ticket and um, they're going to they're gonna look at that contact information and they're going to reach out to that excavator first and they're going to say, hey, what are you doing? Where, where exactly are you going to be digging in that dig box? You know, because sometimes you got a really big dig box. Right. Then they'll go out, they'll set up a time to meet with them, go out and kind of talk with them. Hey, what's going on? Okay, you're going to be digging right here. Well, you're clear. You know, if they're clear, they'll tell them, hey, you're clear from right here. Um, or let me go ahead and mark this. When, what, what date are you actually going to be digging? What time? We want to meet you out here. Because we have procedures, you know. Yeah. Not law, but we have procedures we follow. Hey, we want to be there if you're digging close to that asset. You know, so we can just watch and make sure, keep you safe. You know? mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, keeping that public safe. And of course, we use, uh, even though we, we use that as a, our positive response, you know, is that the initial communication, you know, we send the emails with a positive response that actually also goes to Oki 811 and mm-hmm. they post it up on their site, you know, with the ticket, the excavator can go there. We, pers- we have been participating in that for well over a year, I believe, once that first initially became available. So that mm-hmm. they can go look at that their one ticket and see all those positive responses. I think that is such a great uh, tool. Mm-hmm. Sometimes email addresses aren't good. Email, you know, your system may not may see it as spam or something like that. But that gives us three opportunities mm-hmm. of with that excavator. Yeah, and you're going to make that phone call. You're going to use positive response through our system, and then mm-hmm. an email on top of that, and hopefully all three guy makes connection that's right that's right yeah and um to our listeners 
that positive response tool that OKO1 has, it's available to all members currently. Um, as of today, it's optional. You can jump in and start using it to um, improve your communication to the S graders. But um, starting in November, it's going to be mandatory uh, positive response um, as part of the law update. So if you don't already participate with positive response um, as a member company with OKO1, definitely reach out to our member services. Uh, this is a shameless plug for them, but reach out to member services so that we can get you set up with that positive response. Right, the earlier, the better, because you want to know how it works as, as quickly as possible so that in November when it's mandatory, you're ahead of the curve. So reach out to our member services if you don't already use positive response. And that's right, because a lot of times those emails, they actually go to sometimes somebody in the office and it's mm. not the person that's that's doing the, the digging. And, you know, that also brings to that communication starting earlier than when that work to begin dating time is on that ticket. You know, mm. if you go ahead and contact them, you know, you get that ticket, you're getting it 48 hours, sometimes more because they can call it in before that 48 hours. They just can't, that 48 hours doesn't begin. But um, now's your opportunity. You got a couple of days now. You can really communicate with them, find out what's going on instead of waiting. It's not, you know, a good practice is go ahead, find out what they're doing, whether it's 48 hours before, 24 hours before, you can find out and really get a good plan together to work with them. You know, there's instances uh, somebody may uh, be requesting new electric service. Well, who calls that in? The contractor for the electric company. Is they're going to mm. come in either or set a new pole. And when they do that, as a good communication tool, hey, okay, they're putting in a new pole. That you know, if you start thinking in your mind, what are they doing? You know, and if you start investigating a little bit, you can find out. Hey, they're building a house or um a new shop, you know, something that's going to be getting electric service that hasn't been there before. So that should kind of key in. Ah, right. Let's, let's get some education out there. Let's find out what's going on. And because that pole might be clear of an underground asset. Right. And you can you can cause some confusion when you're saying, oh, you're clear that that homeowner may think that, oh, they didn't mark anything when they were setting that electric out there. So right. good to go. You know, that's that's it's not the correct way to do it, but right. They don't live in our world, right? And they don't live in the underground utilities world and a lot of your homeowners. So they can get there could be a misconception out there of understanding what's really underground. You know, they can just automatically assume, oh, I made an assumption that this is I'm good to go. Yeah, I had the conversation in one of our previous uh podcasts. Um, about that, like if, if the scope of work isn't the same, I mean, for somebody who's not a professional, who's not calling in locate requests weekly and they put in and, or they see that a contractor came out, a professional came out, had this area located and they're like, okay, well, if that's located, then my whole 40 acres must be clear. That's and that's right. not, that's not the case. That was 10 feet around a flag that was clear, not 40 right. acres. That's right. That's right. And that's, and th that can be communications from your operators kind of helps that, you know, it deters, mm. it helps the education process 
you know and if you if you keep in your mind as an operator that this is not something they do every day you know this is something i do every day but they don't do this every day so i have to remember that i'm, I'm educating somebody right you don't get a house built on top of a pipeline or underground electric and your water system and because that can happen yeah and, and it has happened um in the industry you know and mm. um, there, there's clues when you arrive on site to do a locate and there's always an opportunity to speak and educate not just an excavator at a home no. a land yeah owner. i agree completely um that's but that's part of what um our goal is, is to take something that is routine to us in the industry and make it just just a, just one more thing that people just know of it's almost instinct you know what i may not understand the entire a one process or the entire underground damage prevention law but if i just learn hey every time i dig i call regardless just okay. just if i just get everybody to just get back to every time well then you don't have to worry about is there exceptions for this type of work or just exceptions for this side of the property is that locate from a year ago good let's Wrong. not worry about all that stuff let's just call every time and then the communication can happen every time but to get that message out yeah. well, i need your locators i need everybody else to preach hey this locates done if you pick up a shovel any other time call us again right well and and back to the excavator side they can be a professional excavator but they may be from out of state so you mm. know state has their own uh laws that, that, that have to be followed it may be different from state to state and if they're coming in you know right now currently um the big thing is trying to provide internet right mm -hmm. everybody in the country so they're they're laying the fiber optics across the country and a lot of those excavators could be from out of state and I think me and you've had this conversation before. Um, Oklahoma is an oil and gas state, right? A lot of states aren't. So they may not be aware of the pipeline side, you know, um, of how the industry um, lays their pipe, right? right. Where it can be at, you know? Some people may think it's up on somebody, on inside somebody's land, when it can be right there by the road, you know? There's, there's lots of utilities right there by the road where they're running those fiber optics. And so when you get that locate ticket, because they turn those in, you know, they know to, to do a, a locate request. Now's your opportunity as an operator to really educate them of, hey, you're out here in rural Oklahoma, or, you know, we've got a lot of pipe that goes through um, metropolitan areas. You know? Yeah. Well, those excavators are used to your distribution side. You know, um, they're not, they're not, they may not be used to a, a larger diameter pipeline that could be. Mm. So it's just a great opportunity to always educate. I know what's going on, where are they going with it? And like your wind farms, you know, we got Oklahoma, you know, hey, we got <laughs> farms just popping up everywhere. And right. Great, you know, which is a great pool uh, for, for our future, you know, for um, energy. Well, you've got to, those are large areas, very large areas. So they may in their mind have something planned on that project or where they're going to put all these turbines, but that can change, right? Mm -hmm. 
get in there and find out where underground utilities are. They may have to change up where they're wanting to put turbines. So if you communicate with them ahead of time, you can get mapping, you can provide them your maps, and you right. can that, you know you can get involved in that project to understand. So you know how many times you need to go out there and keep re-flagging and and because they're moving, you know, they're moving heavy equipment. They're, you know, they're they're moving around on that property. Those flags can get bent over, you know, that paint can disappear, whatever you're using to mark that line. So you got yeah. constant communication. You get with that foreman, you talk with them. Hey, this is what we've got. What do you got? What's your plans? You know, how are you uh, deciding where you're going to put these? Are you going to go ahead and white line? You know, because they white line, well, they may have to make a change. And hey, we're going to go on another hundred feet over. Well, you've now got a white line over there. So you got to really communicate with them. Find out what's going on. So to say, I totally agree. Um, communication is huge um, in the whole thing, because it's not just communication, but it's also education. And um, I know that recently you and I have worked together on a project because of a new experience for uh, all of us, probably um, here in Oklahoma, um, as most people know, um, medical marijuana is legal and that has brought in the industry of these grows and all, all across the state. And uh, you recently have found that there's been an influx of Mandarin speaking workers out of these marijuana grows and stuff. And we need to be able to educate them as well. So you want to take it from here, kind of explain what happened and how we got there. And then we'll talk about our project. Sure. Um, so uh, we, we kind of haven't had an event. Uh, one of our operators got a locate request um, from an excavator. And when he went out there, this excavator, he was coming out because he was going to be laying some electric. And our guy gets out there and he's looking around and he notices that the land has been uh, leveled. And there's some what I call hoop houses. Okay were being built okay and right right there by our pipeline and our guy was like whoa you know what, what's going on here and he found you know somebody that that works there and they come over well their their english um was not very good and um, they hadn't learned the language yet and and they weren't sure you know what are you doing here you know they're kind of <laughs> doing there and he's trying to explain to them about calling 811 and what you need to do before you dig. And there was a um, an issue, you know, with, with that communication. There was a language barrier. So he, he reached out to me, our operations guy, and he's like, hey, you know, uh, what do I do here? You know, he's like, I'm, I'm having a hard time communicating with them. And what do you suggest? How, you know, what can we do? And I'm thinking, oh goodness, you know, we, we cover the English language. We cover um, the Spanish language in our education materials, right? This one's new, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, wow. So we've now got a culture that's completely different that's arrived and that don't know about 811, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they purchased land and Mind you, this was just a laborer. This this isn't the landowner, but um, but they're there doing the work. They're how do you communicate this? Right. Thing? And then we had another one. You know, a, a week later at a different location. It was kind of the same thing. We discovered some excavation going on, 
So I reached out to Oki and to you and, and to Susan. I'm like, hey, <laughs> we can <kind of laughs> help here. You know, I, I don't I don't want to tell our guys, hey, pull out your phone and use Google Translator. You know? Right, exactly. Because don't know, you know, really how how good is that? Um luckily one of our guys was able to get a a, a card, a business card of an attorney that they happen to use that's local. And we were able to communicate with them. And our right away department was able to communicate with the landowner who happened to be out of state at the time. And we were able to build something up where they know, okay, here mm. you and this is what you do. This is why we're here. And we're not, you know, we're not there to trespass. Cause that's kind of another thing, you know, it's a, you've got a culture out there that's different than ours and now, how do you communicate? Here's here's the law. This is what you have to do. And mm. I don't I don't think it's anything. Uh, I don't think it's anything that's a fear. You know, that should be a fear out there. And it's just because it's new, right? It's a circumstance nobody's had to deal with. You know, exactly. It takes you out of your comfort zone, and takes you know the operator out of their comfort zone, and they're like, whoa, what is going on? You know, right. and had four instances but with the help of Oki you know they've been able to translate um, they've been working on some training you know to provide and um, I believe Susan's been kind of reaching out to uh, some of the organizations the OMMA and um, mm. and we've been doing a lot of research on our end I, I almost feel like I could go start up my own grow business after <laughs> researching everything and and uh, we have discovered that there there's also some associations that a lot of the growers can belong to. Okay. And so, um, we're going to start reaching out to them, maybe try to get something put on the website, you know. On awesome. Their, you know, um, but when I was looking, I mean, there was over 7,000 uh, permits issued for growth mm -hmm. facilities in Oklahoma in all 77 counties. Yeah. And it's a majority of your growers are Oklahomans, right? Mm -hmm. And that was part of the law. Um, I think it was 75% uh, you had to be Oklahoma resident and 25% could be outside of Oklahoma. And then when you go to renew your permit, then you have to show a two years uh, residency. Gotcha. So there are neighbors. And now, yes, they may have employees that are from out of state or out of the country, but we shouldn't treat that any different than any other um business that's out there right but, it, exactly know, it's just kind of it was just kind of a shock factor and i really think the industry that's going to see that more will be your pipeline industry and uh, because we're in those rural areas where they're growing right. and 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 through that process you know your your city and your county political official offices they know where those are at right mm. So there's no there's there shouldn't be anything to fear there it's just a great opportunity for education and enable we took a one of we have an excavator guidelines that we provide to excavators that are out there working near our stuff and we kind of took it and changed it up a little bit to put an okie message in there mm. and it professionally translated and our guys now have that in hand so if they show up and and somebody speaks mandarin they're going to be able to hand that to them you know, and it tells them, you know, you call 811. This, and this is also how you would excavate, you know, near assets underground. So it's been a good communications and lesson, you know. Right. 
definitely learned a lot. I mean, it's still being talked about. You know, this has been going on a little over a month now, but we're, we're still discussing that with all of our operations. And we were able to take that to our Arkansas um, operators because Arkansas, it is now uh, medical marijuana is legal now in Arkansas and they have growth facilities. They do it okay. a little different. They don't have the number we do. They've limited it to um, certain corporations that can do that. But we wanted, we wanted Arkansas 811 to also be aware. Hey, yeah. what we're doing over here, and and we we've given them. They know they know Susan. You know they yeah. know the, how to communicate with with Oki. You know get information if they need to. So I, I almost feel like we've got an opportunity as Oklahomans as Oki. We get to kind of set a standard now. You know, yeah. the country. You know, as this all starts, each state starts allowing this. You know, so yeah. I think it's a good. I think this is it's became a positive you know a positive learning experience i agree completely um i know that here at Oki, we've already been focusing on our spanish education we're, we're doing some stuff uh we have spanish um pages on our website we mm-hmm. are currently working on a spanish uh, webinar that's going to be a general high level okay one one message for our spanish-speaking excavators and then when your story came up and it got sent over. I was lucky enough um, to work with Susan, who, by mm-hmm. the way, for those who don't know who Susan is, as uh, she's OK-A11's executive director. And then um, my director, um, Angie, um, worked with me and sent me the information. Was like, hey, write this down. <laughs> like, what you talk about, write it down, and then we're going to get it translated. So soon we'll have um, a Mandarin um, message also available that we have um, a, a Mandarin speaking person give my presentation. Um, so that's going to be fun. That should be um, hopefully within a couple of months um, to get that, all that squared away. So that's another thing that the reason that I wanted to uh, plug OKA11 right there is Cecilia is fantastic. She's awesome. But we're willing to do that partnership with all of our members. Right. If, if you have something come up and a unique a situation where you need to communicate we're a resource for you um, we have all the content i promise we can find the translators we can find other people to help um, promote the message so rely on us i mean we are a member driven nonprofit. we're going to do everything we can to um, help our member companies with their damage prevention mission so um so there you go a little plug on us but yeah okie is a okie is a great partner yeah and uh yeah, it's a plug on us, um, but ultimately we're all in this together. Um, we're going to do what we can to protect the public and um, provide damage prevention across the state. Um, and that's something that I've noticed just in my tenure at OK One. I've been with the company eight years, um, two in the current role. And what I've noticed is there has been kind of a culture, culture change with damage prevention. Uh, we, we all play together, if you will. like. The way that we network, the way that we um, share best practices. Hey, this is working for us. Hey, I've encountered some Mandarin-speaking excavators. How do we get the message to them? Like whatever comes up, we work together um, easier and more cooperative than ever before. I think that's right. Even though you know for underground utilities, you know we we compete against each other for business or or whatever. But when it comes to damage prevention, yes, that is one thing 
we all come together and we, we all are able to talk and discuss that, you know, discuss the issues we share because we do care mm -hmm. about the public, you know, the public safety, you know, that's, that's number one, you know, keeping people safe, no matter what it is underground. So it's not a competitive thing. It's a great, uh, it, it, it's a great teamwork, I think, you know, between exactly. industries. Yeah, and I've noticed that um, when it comes to the stakeholders, I mean, yes, there's the pipeline influence. Um, mm -hmm. We want to protect that um, because we are such an oil and gas state, but we're also just as adamant when it comes to our electric, our telecom. Um, right. Hey, over the last year, everybody went home to work. We That's realized right. just how important electric and telecom are. And That's I mean, right. nobody wanted to be without work um, over the last year. So um, we kind of see that and we see that cross um promotion if you will between industries and stakeholders and um i'm also really proud of the buy-in that we're getting from a lot of our larger excavation companies in oklahoma um sometimes some excavators may see oklahoma a1 or okie a11 as a um necessary inconvenience um sure. but, but ultimately uh, there's a lot of excavation companies who have truly bought in and is doing everything they can to promote the A11 message because not only are they getting more and more jobs done, but they're also protecting their workers so they can keep their productivity up. So I'm That's also right. want to brag on them as well. Thank you for That's those right. activators. You know, uh, that, that's another part of that communications. That's why that communications from the operator to the excavator is so important. And um, if they're going to, they're going to be digging near, near your asset and you want to be there, those guys have a job to do. They've got a project they're working on. They've got a deadline, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to work with them so that they can be successful and with their project and they'll continue to utilize OK811. You know, they'll right. know this is a good benefit. We finished this project successfully without any incident, right? Mm -hmm. None, our work didn't have to stop, you know, because of something that was underground. You know, it was, it's a great planning. Exactly. Um, I, I don't know how many times I've heard a story where, you know, someone went into a work site and they didn't call or they didn't explain the scope of work very well. And they do cause a damage. And then not only are they shutting down for the time for that um, facility to be repaired, they're also sending that worker off to get drug tested and then the insurance claims and all this other stuff. And then weeks later, they can get, finally get back to work. And if they had only done the able one process correctly right. in the first place, they could have avoided all of that downtime. So right. again, going back to what you said, if we could communicate that clearly, like this is why we're trying to keep you working. We're trying to keep That's you right. um, productive. A11 has a role in doing that. Provided in partnership with Damage Prevention Academy, Okie 811's Excavator Education Program is certified by the Gold Shovel Standard. Upon completion of this training, you will be educated in the regulations surrounding excavation in Oklahoma and the best practices for safe digging and damage prevention. Okie 811 certified excavators can rely on this high-quality online training which specifically incorporates everything they need to know for the prevention of damage to critical buried infrastructure, as well as increased public and workforce safety. The training will take approximately two hours to complete. The training is fully responsive, mobile enabled, 
and can be completed on a desktop, laptop, tablet, or other mobile device as your schedule allows. The Oki 811 Damage Prevention Certification is a proactive indication of an increased investment in damage prevention to drive safety, reduce damages, and minimize the risks associated with excavating on or around buried assets. Once you have successfully completed the training and exam, you will receive a certificate of achievement, including the Gold Shovel Standard Seal. To get Oki 811 certified, go to oki811.org forward slash excavation certification. Today's uh, conversation has been great. I love your passion for the damage prevention industry um, and what you're doing with Enable and the things that we're looking at on improving communication to the excavators, whether it's before they even begin a project near your pipeline, if it's (laughs) When we encounter um, new industries coming into the state, maybe other um, language speaking uh, excavators as well. And then of course the culture change that we're seeing. Um, you're in the middle of it all and I couldn't have asked for a better guest to explain those things to us today. Is there anything that you wanna share before we wrap up today's conversation? No, I don't have anything. Um, I, I just know that you and me, if, uh, we'd be able to talk hours about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So this is kind of interesting to break this down into a short, you know, conversation. Because, yeah, I think we could talk hours. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the industry, it, I, the cool thing about our industry is that the mission is, it, it doesn't move that much. We're, we're just all trying to protect everybody. Protect the person with the shovel, protect the community around the asset. And then of course, we don't want to interrupt service of any kind, whether it's oil, gas, telecommunications, electric, water, what have you. And so to talk about how to get to that end goal could go forever. Like we could talk about many examples, many reasons why, but I know that um, you and I are on the same page of how important it is. And so I thank you for that. And I look forward to even more events that we're going to do. throughout the year so yes we so get to start being in person yes um can't wait yes it's going to be a fun ride um so um with that cecilia thank you so much once again for joining us today um listeners be sure to share our uh, podcast information our youtube channel anything to share the messages uh, that we're um, providing to you about the importance of safe digging and damage prevention in oklahoma and we thank you for doing your part and so with that Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you.